resilient listeners i wanted to um take a second and tell you how excited i am to have our new guest on the show this is josie wheatman and i'll let her introduce herself and tell you a little bit more about what she does hi josie hi i am so happy to be here so my name like she says is josie wheatman and i am a wife i am a dog mom to a sweet little pomeranian um I am currently pivoting my career into becoming a life coach. So I have been spending my time in quarantine, um, learning new things. And that's how me and Jen actually met was in a made to do this business course. And I've just been immersing myself into just learning this new career. And before this, I was a cosmetologist for the last 10 years, just behind the chair, making people beautiful. (laughs) Um, And so, yeah, that's a little bit about me. (laughs) Excellent. So where are you located at, Josie? So I am, I call it the middle of nowhere, (laughs) North Dakota. Uh, My husband is a geologist out here working in the oil fields. And that's what brought us out here. Oh, interesting. Okay. Um, that's really cool. That's really cool. My son is uh, actually, he's, he's a freshman at the U of O, University of Oregon, because that's where I'm located. And um, he is going into geology. So <laughs> that's oh, one wow. of his fields. Yeah. <laughs> I know my so, husband really, really likes working in geology. It, t- it tests his braids, but he's gotten really good at it over the years. <laughs> oh, that's cool. That's really cool. So what made you choose to change your current project to change your to pivot, as you say. Um, so my big pivot, I think, actually started back in 2017 when I was teaching at the Aveda Institute in Austin, Texas. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed teaching, and my students always called me the inspiring teacher, the motivational speaker. Like they always said that to me, and mm-hmm. it just it just kind of reinforced that maybe this is something I should look into and. Another reason that I think the coaching world has been really calling my name is every time I take any sort of like quiz online on what type of job I should be in, what my profession is, I love those quizzes. It -hmm. always lands on teacher. It always lands on coaching and mentoring. And so I started looking into it and it's been a really fun, awesome thing. And I've grown so much just from the courses I've taken myself. And I've seen Mm -hmm. such a shift in the way I show up in the world that I just can't wait to like give that back and help others as well. Ooh, that's great. I mean, and I love the fact that you're listening to the feedback that you've already gotten before you kind of listen to those voices in your head, your head, you know, you're like, Oh, wait, everyone else is telling me what a good teacher I am. Maybe I should. (laughs) Hmm." Yeah, seriously. 
<laughs> oh, how interesting. So do you have a time in your life that you want to talk about a little bit when you feel like you've been resilient in your life? It could be something like, oh, grief or medical events or a big life struggle or change. Well, I am a first generation immigrant from Haiti. I moved to America when I was, what, six years old. <laughs> and so I wow. say my resilience started at a very young age, coming to America, mm -hmm. starting first grade, not knowing a word of English and just persevering since then. Wow. And my parents has always have always taught us that hard work is what gets us to have a good life. And mm -hmm. so I've just always been a hard worker, a resilient person who always kind of, if I want something, I put my mind to it, I will make it happen. <laughs> and so there's oh, been yeah. a lot of stories in my life that I feel where I have gone on and been resilient my probably probably one of my most cherished stories is back in 2018 I did my first solo my first solo trip abroad I mm. I left here and went to Southeast Asia all by myself and I was wow. able to travel for five months overseas mm -hmm. and I call it my awakening because I just it was so cool to be in a different country with different cultures and different languages. Like I became so fascinated. I got really into meditation there. I got into the healing work of it all and just learning how to go with the flow of life mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. was, it was such an amazing experience that it kind of has shaped me to be who I am today. Ooh, oh, <laughs> I love that. I love that because uh, one of the things that traveling does it really becomes, it, it's kind of one of those things that makes you become more of who you are because there's less of the stuff you have at home, all the stuff you have, like, I don't know about you, but when I travel, it's like a backpack <laughs> and that's it. Yep. And, and, you know, so you have to, you know, you're really more of yourself. Yep. What was your favorite, what was your favorite place that you visited? Um, so my favorite place, it's always a tough question, but the reason why I choose this place is because it was my first country and my first time of abroad by myself. So that was Indonesia and Bali specifically. That was where I did 30 days of meditation and yoga retreat. And that was a, oh my gosh, I need to do it again. It was just such a healing experience. Oh, wow. Oh my gosh. I've been, that's funny that you say Bali because I was hoping you would say Bali. <laughs> we, um, my husband and I really love Michael Franti and he has a resort and a meditation resort there in Bali, Michael Franti, the musician. So, um, we were really hoping that it, like we were going to, we were planning on maybe going this fall, but not right now. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, that's the biggest thing I miss right now is I feel it's just kind of like, I wouldn't, I guess, yeah, the word is stagnant. I kind of feel just right. <laughs> like I'm playing the waiting game to like go travel again. So I completely understand. <laughs> oh, definitely. So what does your life look like now? Do you, um, you guys, I don't know what the um, conditions are there in South Dakota. Are you guys sheltering at home? So we just reopened the, well, they just reopened and I just reopened my business uh -huh. this last week was my first week back at the salon and taking mm -hmm taking customers. So the whole, the whole little town that I'm in has reopened and things have kind of, I wouldn't say normal still. It's kind of still feels like people are sheltering in place. Um, I definitely have noticed there's less people out and about. <laughs> right. Yeah. But, uh, 
but so you guys are kind of back to normal a little bit oh it just doesn't it doesn't feel normal but we're back out in the world I guess is the only way to put it <laughs> right that you're back to something action right a little action a little you know, action because right? being behind the chair it's been very crazy not to be able to hug my clients because I mean they're my clients and we've I've been with them for the whole year that I've lived here and mm -hmm. so not being able to hug them and both of us wearing a face mask and having mm -hmm. to have have them wait in the car before they can come in and I mean there's just so much more of a protocol that it just it doesn't feel normal but right <laughs> but, yeah but it is nice to actually be able to communicate with with people like actually in person oh yeah that's it's funny because I'm a person I'm chronically ill so I spend a lot of time inside and I don't love it and it's funny because everybody else is now too so <laughs> I imagine like being outside and like seeing talking to people that, that sounds amazing <laughs> that sounds really fun. <laughs> Yes, it has. That's been, yeah, that connection piece has been really, really nice. Yeah. So what kinds of things do you do in your life, um, especially when we've been kind of um, hunkered down that that you think of as like self-care or self-nurturing? You said meditation had become important for you. Is that something you still do? Absolutely. So I have developed for myself a ritual that I follow every morning that I try to um, wake up in the morning and just be grateful for having the start to the day. I definitely start the morning by drinking a glass of water. I start the morning with um, a meditation practice of minimum of 10 minutes, but sometimes 20 minutes of just finding that moment to be stillness. My favorite way to meditate, because there's so many different ways, <laughs> is mm -hmm. doing like a really nice body scan. So starting from the top of my head and just focusing mm -hmm. my energy throughout my body and just go slowly, the front of me, the back of me, and just become present in my body. So that practice that I've been, I've been doing this practice on and off since my trip to Indonesia, but since being stuck at home, I've had all this free time. It's been so amazing what that shift in doing that every day has done for me. Mm. Oh, that sounds like such a good, such a really um, powerful way to to ground yourself and make you feel like it's going to be okay, Absol no matter what. Absolutely. I, for the longest time, I, I now that I've been doing this, I feel I haven't really been that connected to my body. <laughs> I've just kind of mm -hmm. been autopilot, I guess is the word that mm -hmm. comes to mind. And yeah. coming back to being centered in myself is kind of really awesome. It's I recommend it if, if you haven't started practicing that even a minute or two of just getting inside yourself is enough to make a shift, I think. Now, if you can't, obviously most, well, a lot of people can't um, learn that from someone in person. Is there like an app or a book or a way that you would learn people or recommend that people could learn to do that now? Well, in my Facebook group that I have started since quarantine mm -hmm. as well, it's the Backroads Coaching Facebook group. I do go in there and I go live on Wednesdays or I record a video and I post it and I've been going on there and doing meditations. I've been doing EFT tapping to help with anxiety. And so mm -hmm. those are a good place if people would love to come join us in the Backroads Coaching Facebook group. Um, they would learn it from me <laughs> or if mm -hmm. not, I mean, YouTube is a, 
a vast school of its own. <laughs> right. Right. No, I'm really glad I, I was going to, I was hopefully going to get that out of you because I wanted people to be able to connect with you Absolutely. and what better way than, than to learn from you. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. That's been really what fun during quarantine Good. to connect with people in that way. Cause I do start to feel restless if I'm not doing something. <laughs> and so starting that right. awesome Facebook group and going on there and helping people, Helping others, it's been very rewarding for me because it's, it's like a win-win because it makes me feel good too. <laughs> oh, I love that. That's great. What other kinds of things do you do in your life that makes you happy? Um, So when I am not traveling, just spending quality time with my husband and getting outside in nature is really very therapeutic for me. So I love hiking. I love camping. Um, just being outside. And that's Ooh. really very like my church, like getting outside in nature is so healing. <laughs> mm -hmm. Oh, I agree. I agree. That's one of the reasons why I like to live, I, you know, I like to live in lots of different places, but I live in, uh, where I live in Oregon, there's so many trees outside and, oh. and it, everybody always says, you know, that it's like being in church when you're outside and <laughs> I mean, we talk about a cathedral, right? Yeah, you have, yeah, your backyard is beautiful. I've been to one of the first trips my husband and I, then boyfriend, took together mm -hmm. was uh -huh. to, um, the coast of Oregon, it was Newport, Newport Beach, Oregon was the oh. first trip that we've ever taken together. And I remember driving, driving into there and all the canopy of trees. Like I'd never seen that in my life. I still remember <laughs> that. I still remember the canopy, like you're driving down the road, but there's a canopy of trees over you. I'd never experienced mm -hmm. that before. And it's, and that's your backyard. <laughs> so beautiful. It is. It's, but it is, but well, like you say, though, there's there's stuff to find about outside anywhere in the world, mm -hmm. and I bet I bet that helps you as a traveler too. Really going to those outside spaces. Oh yeah, definitely. Everywhere that I've been has been a little different with outside mm -hmm. spaces because right now in North Dakota, it's definitely very brown and <laughs> not very healy. Yeah, but there's beauty <laughs> in that too. <laughs> That's true. I remember the first time I went to the desert, it was, it, I had to work at it. Yeah, but, it's different. <laughs> yeah, you can find it though. You can find it. Yes, you can. So what kind of a support system do you have in your life? Do you, um, obviously you have your husband and your, you have one dog? Yes, I have a small dog. His name is Oso. His hashtag is OsoFamous <laughs> on oh. Instagram. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> He's super cute. <laughs> but other than oh. that, for support, I would say my mom, she's my <laughs> biggest fan. She is uh, a very spiritual woman and she believes that everything always works out if you keep mm -hmm. the faith. And so my mm -hmm. mother has always been steadfast in no matter what you're going through, like keep the faith. It's going to be okay. Everything's going to work out. So she's the voice I hear in my ear whenever I'm struggling or having a hard time. And mm -hmm. um, if, I, if I'm not hearing her voice loud enough on the phone, <laughs> she'll sit there and and give me a sermon <laughs> and breathe life back into me because she is uh yeah my mother <laughs> oh that's incredible it's so, i mean and it's so nice especially now that we get when we haven't been able to like hug people like you were saying to to recognize those people and celebrate them absolutely that's great. I, 
And we've been talking oh, so even cool. more now that we're sheltered in place and she's been loving it. She, um, I introduced mm -hmm. her to uh, Marco Polo, which is the app where oh, you can yeah. like, <laughs> you can do a little video of yourself and, and send it. Mm -hmm. And so she, since sheltering in place, we've been doing that a lot lately, almost every day. And that's been such an awesome way to connect that before this time that we wouldn't have done. Mm -hmm. I know it's so fun. I do that with my in-laws too. It's great. It really is. It's neat to, yeah, to see people in, in person. Yes. And seeing what their, yeah, their voice and their body kind of become one at that point and you're not having to guess. <laughs> yeah. So um, do you have, um, and especially this is interesting to me in terms of travel, do you uh, have routines besides your waking up routines that are important for you that, that make your life work better? Routines. So <laughs> I'm one of those that building a routine is very, it was a struggle for me. So over the years, oh, yeah. I've learned how to be more routine. I used mm -hmm. to be one of those people that just kind of didn't have a routine, kind of went with the flow of things and see how right. things happen. But now I do have my morning routine and also a nighttime routine that mm -hmm. I do. Mm -hmm. um, at the end of the day, I will just let the day go. Just breathe and let it go. And I will try to envision what I want my future to look like, do a visualization practice and, mm -hmm. and then just kind of visualize what tomorrow will be like. And so that I've been doing for the last few months and that's been really awesome for me. And, uh, but as far as routine during the day, I just kind of go with the flow during the day. And I'm uh -huh. very proud of myself for having that morning and night routine because it took a long time for me to get here. <laughs> Well, no, I think I just think it's interesting because some people I'm like extremely routine driven. So the whole pandemic thing like threw me for a huge loop. And I always wonder if for people who are more seat of your pants kind of people, if it's, you know, easier or harder. Yeah, it's actually caused me to have a routine being sheltered in place. Actually, it's forced it even more and made it more like I don't forget now. Like I've done it enough that it beca it's became a routine. And my husband's just like that. Like you're saying, he's very much into a routine. And so we're like mm -hmm. the opposites that's attracted <laughs> in that way. It's <laughs> funny. Well, hey, whatever works. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Now, do you feel like you or when you learn stuff, um, because you have in your previous career, because you worked um, very much with people, um, do you feel like you learn better in a tactical way, like with your hands by doing stuff? Or do you learn like visually or by hearing stuff? I definitely am a hands on person. I love to I love to read, but I always need to get my hands into the action in order for it to stick. Mm -hmm. So I always say I learn better by teaching, which is so funny that now I've pivoted into a career where I am teaching because mm -hmm. <laughs> whatever I learn, giving it back to others is what helps me learn it. So yeah, Ooh. I would definitely call myself a more hands-on learner. <laughs> oh, I like that. Okay. You said you like to read. So what's, um, What's your favorite, like favorite book that you come back to or a favorite music you come back to? Something like that. I don't really have a favorite book per se. I am always reading something new. Actually on Sunday, mm -hmm. I just finished the book called Outliers. I believe it's by Malcolm. Can't remember his last name. And that book was super, super interesting. It was talking all about how it was talking all about how people who succeed, like, the big names like Bill Gates and um, the mm -hmm. big pe the big wigs and the people that succeed that we think they're like 
man-made they make themselves and their one person gets them to success and this book mm -hmm. kind of talks about how they were born in a circumstance that set them on a path to have all these things happen for them and if it wasn't if, it, if they weren't born at the exact moment in time to have those things happen to them, like their lives would be so much different. And I really enjoyed reading that because sometimes when we see those people that have made it in our billionaires and millionaires, we think, oh, this one person is so awesome. But we forget that mm -hmm. there's an army behind them that's helped them get, get there, you know? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so that book Ooh. was super, super, super um, inspirational for me. It was like my aha. <laughs> it was a good mm -hmm. one. <laughs> Mm -hmm. uh, Gladwell, that's his name. Malcolm Gladwell. Malcolm Gladwell, Outliers. Yeah, that book was really good. Yeah. I read, finished it on Sunday. Oh, that's cool. Actually, that's on my list. I, I read a couple other books of his, but um, and I can't think of their names at the moment, but um, he's been, like, every time he has a new book come out, I want to read it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I yeah. Like those. With, with Shelter in Place, I found, um, so online, there's a for libraries, you can go online and get books sent mm -hmm. to you. So instead of having to go inside the library because we were sheltered in place, I was able to use mm -hmm. this app that allows the books to just be sent to my phone. Oh, wow. And I was able to use it like on Kindle or they had it. Um, you could listen to the books. That was very I can't remember what the name of the app is, but a library to go, I believe, or something like that. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I believe it was called library to go in any library that you're like your public library. You can mm -hmm. go online and get books. So oh, that's that a love, great idea. Yeah. Oh, yeah that. For those that love to read and not necessarily going out and buying every single book. <laughs> I, well, I read so fast that for me, that's really hard. <laughs> I can buy everything <laughs> I want to read. Exactly. So. Oh, exactly. Oh, that's cool. Okay. So um, what's next for your coaching? How can listeners get a hold of you or are you taking clients right now? I am taking clients right now. So I do have a website it is backroadscoaching.com. And also on Instagram, I am under my maiden name, Josie Aurelis, J-O-C-E-Y-O-R-E-L-U-S mm -hmm. on Instagram. And then, of course, my Backrose Coaching group on Facebook. You can come on there and join us for some meditation, some tapping and some positive vibes. It's um, it's a small community, but we're growing and I I really enjoy getting in there and connecting. Oh, I love that. Thank you so much for coming to talk with us. Oh, yes. This was my pleasure. It was so much fun. <laughs> oh, I can't wait. I'll be there next week so I can learn from you. <laughs> awesome. Great. Thanks so much for coming. You're very welcome. Thank you so much for having me, Jen. Thank you. Bye. Bye. today with my books of the week. I was very, very excited and it took me all week, but I read two books by Erin Morgenstern this week, The Night Circus and The Starless Sea. I really recommend both of those books. They're perfect for quarantine time. You're immersed in this fantasy world. It's absolutely incredible. Also, I wanted to um, reiterate to all of the listeners that if you have a story you want to share or a success you want to talk about within chronic illness or otherwise, go ahead and email me at resilientpodcastmail at gmail.com. Thank you. Have a good week.
Sometimes we have to start over Sometimes we have to fight back Sometimes it's all too much Sometimes we need to lift the voices of those who overcome and expose the ones that made the choices.